Sippers, welcome to this episode. <laughs> so the reason I'm I'm laughing off the top like that is because um, I really mug myself off there. I normally have a wee table beside me. Go, go to the video version of this podcast if you don't already watch it for that moment um, where I really mug myself off. I, I, I usually have a wee table beside the sofa that I record the podcast on and um, <laughs> I've moved the table. By the way, this is such like lockdown banter that I'm actually laughing at that. If this happened normally, it wouldn't be funny to me. But yeah, I normally have a table there. I forgot the table wasn't there. Went to set my tea down. And uh, I mean, it would have been more embarrassing if I had just dropped the cup and I'd had it smashed. But uh, but what happened is I kept feeling for the table and I just kept going down and down and had to set my tea on the ground. And uh, and I, I, I'll be honest, I wish that hadn't happened. I really wish that hadn't happened right at the top of the episode. But we're just going to move on. We're going to roll with it because that's what you got to do in lockdown. you got to roll with it. You know, blur, um, guys. It's a it's it's a big episode for the sippers. This is the the Wednesday episode of the podcast. You know, by now we'll do a Wednesday episode, a Friday episode, and if you're if you're if you're a big sipper on a Monday, you get the Patreon episode, patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. You get that bonus Monday podcast. Oh, you greedy buggers, sip sip. Uh, today in 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 this episode. I've got Jamie Lee O'Donnell from Derry Girls on the podcast, which is great for a number of reasons. Number one, so many people asked, whenever I put out the call for guests, so many people asked, can you get Jamie Lee O'Donnell from Derry Girls? And we we have done it. We have done it. So um, I couldn't believe, you'll see from the chat I have with her, but I couldn't believe this is the first, I think the first podcast that, that she's done. And you, you really wouldn't know. Just very, very easy to chat to. Do you know what? We're just... We're having a great run of guests that are just so sound, so easy to chat to, and uh, you know, I think I've said before, I don't prepare anything from this podcast. I mean, a lot of people listen and go, "No, we're we're acutely aware that that's obvious by the podcast," but I I don't like to plan stuff because, like, just having a a chat with a cup of tea, you know, you just you just chat about anything you find yourself going down different avenues so yes i asked jamie lee some questions about about dairy girls and and how that sort of changed changed her life but but we ended up chatting about a lot of different things including andy peter's torso uh, and that's that's what i want from this podcast you know ultimately i want to talk about andy peter's physique the tv presenter andy peters but it was um it was it was really good. Just re- really really down to earth person. Very easy to chat to. Cl- clearly works hard and and um, I think people will uh, will really enjoy this episode. I certainly record uh, enjoy. I certainly enjoyed recording it. Okay, and that was a sentence that I found very very difficult to say. And that's why I'm I'm not a successful actor because I can't say words and also because I think tables are there when they're not. All right, unless that is. That is what someone needs for an actor, you know, in a role. If someone's like, "Listen, we got this film, but this this guy, this I'm like, tell me more about the character." Well, this guy always thinks there's there's tables and places that there's not, you know. In which case, I, I'm essentially the, a young Mister Bean, young Bean. That's me. Um, it was a, it was a real fun episode. Before we get into it, before we get into the episode, which. I don't really I didn't really say this in the episode because as I say we go off on tangents and we ended up talking about a million and one different things. Um Derry Girls is very, very important to someone like me, a a, a writer, comedy performer. 
from uh, from Northern Ireland because for years, years and years, like I've been trying to get stuff made, like TV and all that for for so long, and um, and it's 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 on like a I think it's on a good path now, but for a long time you feel like you're banging your head against the brick wall. And a lot of that was because anything that you saw on TV, you know, especially comedy, it, it, it was coming from middle class England, you know, like London. Um, the, and, and there was very little, obviously you'd have exceptions like Gavin and Stacey, but there was very little stuff coming out of what um, TV people call the nations and regions. So like Northern Ireland is considered uh, like a region or whatever and... And there, there's not much from here on like network TV, you know, like Channel Four or like the main BBC channels. Obviously, we we have our own stuff on the likes of BBC Northern Ireland, something I'm part of. But but there, there's been nothing that's really broken through from here in a long time, or maybe ever, and certainly nothing like Dairy Girls. So whenever Dairy Girls went on to Channel Four and and just blew up from from the from the day it was on TV, it kind of just exploded, and that's mad because you see so many shows that are out for a while, and then people go, "You've been sleeping on this. You need to watch this. You know, it's been out for ages. You have to check it out." Uh, like Ozark at the minute. Like Ozark, I enjoyed the first couple of series, and I don't watch it anymore. Still think it's a really good show, but I just don't really watch it. But now there's so many people getting into that because of lockdown. They're like, "You got to check out this show." Derry Girls from the night that it went out was a hit just in what certainly felt like from when it was broadcast an overnight success and that was brilliant to see for so many reasons for the fact that it it's from here you know writ- written by lisa mcgee who's a, a local writer um it, it, it it's cast we're, we're from here as well i've been to Derry, you know what i mean and know people from Derry, and all of a sudden that world is being represented on like a global scale because Derry Girls isn't just big here in UK and Ireland. It's it's big all over the place. You know, American people know about it. People know about it in France. Name a country, Uganda. I mean, I'm sure there's someone in Uganda who absolutely loves it. Um, but it's important because for me, like trying to get stuff made in TV or write scripts, all of a sudden I can go. Well, look, they've they've done it. You know, they've. Derry Girls almost opened the door, I think, for a lot of stuff, and I I definitely noticed from speaking to some TV people that they all of a sudden are way more interested in the stuff that's coming out of here. Like we did a thing for Channel Four, the Kieran Bartlett wrote Kieran Bartlett, aka Bunter Castles. Um, Kieran wrote a thing for Channel Four. I acted in it. Dave Ell, you know Dave. Dave was in it. Couple other of our friends, and uh, and it it did really well. Now coronavirus kind of scuppered its development of it, but they are still hoping that that could maybe go on Channel Four. And I don't think that would have happened for a long time if it wasn't for Derry. I feel like Derry Girls just accelerated all of that and made people way more interested in what's coming from here. You know, all of a sudden commissioners and stuff were like, "Well, what, what do you have going on over there?" You know, and all of a sudden we're like, "We have all this good stuff." And people are way more interested in it, so it it really has opened the door for so many people and and so many shows, and um and it's it's great. It's a, it it really is a cultural phenomenon, you know, and and it has done what everybody kind of wants to do, which is yes, it is based here, 
it's filmed here, it's about here, it's about a very specific place. Like Derry is almost like its own world. Like I'm I'm from Hollywood, which is close to Belfast. Belfast and Derry are really different in terms of the expressions people use, all that kind of stuff. Um they feel like their own their own places. But that humour is able to translate everywhere and uh, that's that's the goal. I think that that is a serious achievement and that's because of the, the writing and the acting in the show and um and Jamie Lee steals so many scenes. Absolutely brilliant comedy timing. Such a such a great character. That must have been a real fun character to play and and it was great to be able to just sit down, chat a bit about Derry Girls, because I have my perceptions of what it would be like to be in a show like that, um, how I imagine it it, it, it it would change your life. So I wanted to ask her questions about that. And then we talked, as I say, about really stupid stuff. So hope you guys enjoy it. I'll be back on uh, Friday with a solo episode, and then we'll have a guest next Wednesday, and we'll just, we'll just keep doing it like that. The Patreon episode is out on a Monday, patreon.com slash podcast for uh, for a bonus episode. I know where the tea is this time as I go down to pick it up. Just took me a long time to get it because it's on the floor. This is the Jamie Lee O'Donnell episode of the Team and Me podcast. Cheers, guys. So, Jamie Lee, when I start off interviewing guests, my first question is always, do you drink tea? How often do you drink tea? How many cups of tea do you drink a day? Do you take sugar with your tea? You're you haven't started with tea in your hand. I don't know if you're if there's a tea off camera or whatever. There's a glass of water. So you're are you not a? It's okay if you're not. Like you know, it's not gonna. No, I am, but it's. I don't just don't have a cup of tea. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Have a mug and like fake it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just natural. I just um, I just like to find out what people's tea situation is just because yeah you know it's tea with me i think tea brings people together so like how many cups would you be on a day so i used to never drink caffeine it just wasn't my thing at all um so i've started drinking just like a cup of tea in the morning it's like a wee routine mm-hmm. and when i say morning i obviously use that term very loosely let's be honest yeah. it's still it's still daytime you know yeah. what i mean cup of tea well, and then i might have a wee coffee on there to see because I'm, I'm doing a lot of writing at the moment uh, when I say, again i want to say a lot we're using these these time frames. Yeah, I do a page a day. I do a page a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, you do a title, you put it in bold, underline it, you're like, bang, it's practically a script. Put your name at one side, you're like, hey, 10 words. The word number the pa- you just number the pages, yeah. you're like, done. So when I'm doing things like that, I'll have like a coffee because I think I feel snazzy. And at one point yeah. I thought, God, I'd love a pair of glasses just to do this. And then, then I thought, right, I must be really bored if I'm trying to sort of compromise my eyesight just so I look smarter. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with the the tea and caffeine situation. So are you like are you new to tea? Like what what was the reason for not drinking caffeine? Was it like a religious thing or anything? It's obviously religious. No, yeah. but uh, I um I think years ago I used to drink a lot of coffee. Like was it uni and stuff like that? Because it's sort of thing to do. You're like mm, I'm gonna get a coffee, so you just feel like a bit of a gack. Yeah. Um, a, a bit way. of a what? A bit of a gack. Is it a dairy thing? Yes. Well, a it gack? must be a, a gack. bit of a gack. Have you never heard of gack? No. What does it mean? Well, gack, it can mean, like, if you're a gack, you sort of, why can I never explain these things? I don't always use these words. A gack's like like an Egypt. Oh, okay, an Egypt. yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, gack, very, I like it though. It's a very specific dairy Egypt, I suppose. Ah, uh, uh, okay, gack. okay. Yeah, yeah, I get, but I get Again, like, with all phrases like that, you can use them endearingly as well. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, So I, so I just stopped to just drunk too much. I have a tendency to rub the arse out of everything. 
Like if I like it, I'm like, right, I'm going to do it every five minutes for the rest of my life. And then a weekend, it's the worst. I don't know with green tea. I tried to drink eight cups a day because I had some really bad advice online. Yep, eight cups a day? Yeah, don't do that. It's terrible. Yeah, who, who was the advice from? Because I feel like it wasn't a doctor. The internet. So. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> isn't it weird that sometimes you read something on the internet and you go, God, that's like good advice. I should do that. Yeah. But sometimes it's just on a forum. You know what I mean? It could just be... It could could just be some guy in a shed, you know, and I'm like, oh, fair enough. I've got to take vitamin D. You know, <laughs> you know I, I don't know you're why. Like, oral I day. Mm, you're like, yeah. I've never ever, I've never had it my entire life, but suddenly if I don't drink eight cups a day, I'm going to collapse. I mean, I didn't you know think I mean? we'd get this quickly into like, you clearly have a, a problem pass with tea. Um, but eight cups a day, what what was the um, what were the side effects of that? So I didn't actually quite make it to eight cups a day because who could? Um, I'll be honest, I just thought it was a really easy way to... Um, like lose weight as most people think they do you know this is years ago without right, right. having to get off my arse and off the couch like yeah. just drink a cup of <laughs> yeah. and the just falls off yeah. um that doesn't happen obviously right. but um i just know if i drink it i just instantaneously vomit it's just it's oh well then yeah stop i mean this is it what sure. it is it's apparently someone told me there's something in it that um it can do something to your stomach i don't know what it is but um it just instantly now just if i have it it's just like I did it on set one day years ago on a job I was on, a cup of green tea, and I was just sat there and it was just me on in the shot. They lined up and obviously it takes ages and blah, blah, blah. And they were just sitting there and I was like, oh, and I could just feel it coming. I was like, ah, oh, and had to run, vomit and just come back. So I had a, a problem on set once. I was doing a thing for CBBC, right? And Okay, terrible place I, to have a problem on set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because everyone's so like, everyone's so happy and loving life yeah. and so enthusiastic. And I was like, no, we need to panic here. So I had a, <laughs> I had a problem uh, because of something in catering, um, but it wasn't, I wasn't going to bring it up. You know what I mean? Like it was a different, mm. it was a different situation. It was a different problem. Um, was you know, it gonna, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Green tea can do that as well. It's a nightmare. Well, I don't think I'd, I, I think I'd had like a soda with like bacon, egg and something else. And like, I, I remember being halfway through a scene and being like, oh no. And, <laughs> and it was, it was in an old house. It was in this castle in Killyleigh. Um, and the, weirdly the toilets didn't have like walls at the top. Like you ever go into those toilets and it's like a wall up, but the wall doesn't go to the ceiling. So there's a gap. Um, I was like in, in a castle. Of, in a, in a, in an old castle. And I was in there and then there was someone else from the production i didn't say what i was going to do it was like oh can you excuse me for a minute yeah and the director came out and said um who, who's is someone in there and, and i lied and said i was another actor in it. <laughs> who, he was a, he was a guy called lee from bolton and i put on a wee bit of an accent and i was like uh yes yeah, lee mate and uh to, to this day that director lee walks thinks, past and he's like Lee, I, I told Lee about this and he was he was kind of okay about it. He was kind of mm. okay about it. What's your um what's your like lockdown situation then? Are you I mean I just presume you live in Derry, but you may what you could live literally anywhere in the world. I have no idea. I just Um well let's just say I love somewhere fancy in, in our minds. But no, I'm in I'm in Derry at the moment. Back home. Um I because my sister just had a baby as well. Oh nice. What you have? Uh should we girl? Oh, nice. I know. I'm all constantly under strict instructions. Do not talk about my family and friends. And then as soon as I'm on, I'm like, by the way, here's <laughs> all the shoe sizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I haven't actually physically seen her properly. She came past in the car. Oh, yeah. With the window up. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about. It's a bit strange, but um, but it's nice to be home. And again, I suppose it's just nice to be somewhere familiar with all the the madness that's going on. Because actually, I was filming in South Africa about four days before the lockdown actually well by a week oh, before okay. the lockdown happened so um 
I was doing a film there and I came back. It was all sort of talked about. It was, I think it was in China and I think it just was coming towards Italy, but there wasn't any big measures in place and everybody was, it was still sort of like, is this going to spread? Is it that big of a deal? Blah, blah, blah. They were still saying, well, compared to like SARS and stuff and saying, well, it didn't yeah, go yeah. that bad. Yeah. And then I got home and about five days later, the lockdown happened. I was like, jeez, thank God. At, at that point, you're talking about everyone was just on the internet taking advice from forums being like, I know tea. they say, if you, if you cut a potato in half and rub it in your elbows, you're not going to get it. And then that's it. After the potato. What was the, uh, what was South Africa? What was South Africa? Like, was that cool going out and doing a film there? It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, I stayed in like a wee town outside um, Cape Town. It was called yeah. Stellenbosch. Um, and it's one of the best wineries in the world. So, Hello, right? So, so I've just got into wine in the last maybe six months. Again, somebody told me for health benefits. Um, and I know yes. this guy who's like a PT, and I met him to like get like a bit of a, a consultation. And he goes, and he was like, wine. The two things he said, he goes, uh, I would really consider getting into wine. And there was, there was something else like like that, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and he's like, honestly, red wine's really good for you. Just start wine and coffee. That's how I got in the coffee. Um, right. So I just started drinking red wine for health reasons. And uh, I love it. I, I love, it. love, love, love red wine. Like, I'm, I really want to try and drink white because I just think you don't get that, you know, that sort of red wine go. Yeah, yeah. You get that. And that's usually about three quarters down the bottle when everything's getting a bit way. And then yeah. you're like, hey. And it's just like, whoa, <laughs> sit over there. But you're too sort of slosh to care. Um, but I, I got into it myself because I was a big beer drinker for years, beer and Guinness, and still would be a wee bit. Um, and then a few years ago, then I switched, I switched to wine because I thought it was all the same, but it's, it's really, really lovely. So I'm still at the point where I can't tell the difference between wines. Every, everybody's at that point. I'm sorry. Like most people, I would say, are at that point. I pretend that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I don't. Like if I, I pick a wine, I'll go, mm, I'll have a little Mal- Malbec. Yeah. Oh, very fancy. Yeah. But then if I'm at the house and somebody was to pour me something else, I wouldn't know the difference. I wouldn't go, that's the one I chose. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know I, mean? I, feel, I feel like I should have eat a bit like you with the green tea, I should ease myself into it. Like, I think I should have gone Lambrini. Like, I didn't really, <laughs> you know, like, I didn't do like Prosecco and stuff like Like, I could definitely see myself getting into that scene. Like, that. But you know, I didn't either. I, I just went straight for a, a red wine. I had one glass, and then the next time I tried it, I had like three quarters of a bottle. But to be fair, about. Jesus, it was years and years ago. I did have one attempt at wine and put me off. My cousin brought up, it was me and my sister and my cousin, and it was three bottles for a tenner. Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know it's going to be from, you know it's going to mm. be a, a vintage a vintage bottle. Yes, you know what I mean? Tuscany somewhere, I think she got it. But it was... Uh, <laughs> or Twinbrook. One of the <laughs> she, it was, she was, had one bottle of white, a bottle of rosé and a bottle of red because my sister didn't really drink wine either at the time. So like, oh, let's, I mean, we're going to like one of them. Let's give it a go. Yeah. I had the rosé, but obviously because I was so used to drinking beer, I was just drinking it like a pint. So I was just, sure. and I think with 45 minutes, the bottle was gone. <laughs> and I remember, I'll never forget it. She was talking on the couch and I was chatting. I remember just going, whoa, like yeah. the room just, and then I was like, oh my God, it was just like an instantaneous, just hammered. And I never threw up as much in my life. I threw up so much that I went into work the next day and the girl rubbed a, a glass over my face because it's so many blotches. Oh, she thought I had meningitis. <laughs> I was just there like, which is there letting her rub the glass like um you don't want to say i got hammered in a bottle oh, of wine yeah it's not a good level of drunk when someone's like i'm hungover and so no i think you're full-blown meningitis <laughs> i mean that's not a good i'm gonna sign. call someone i know but um i like your sister's attitude of just showing up with one of each you know definitely like don't mix your drinks your sister's just got the full range 
I mean, you just have to try your best. And that's what I thought. I thought, we'll try one of them. I had a wee sip of the red, too much. Didn't like the white, but vinegary, rosé, sweet. We'll try yeah. that. No, that was years ago before I actually drank, drunk actual wine. Um, I had about a five-year break after that. I was physically traumatized, badly. Um, I mean, yeah, the, 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 like, the, the red mouth is definitely bad. But Aye. I've noticed with, with red wine, I get, I get so bitchy. Like, I get really... I'm not a bitchy person, but whenever... whenever like, I spe- the bigger the glass, the bitchier Aye. I get. Don't and the more your arms are folded, you're going... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All, I, all I do is look out the window and just any neighbours that go past, mm-hmm. you know, pass comment on their fashion, on, on, ev- on everything. Shoes. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, you just you just make noises and eyebrow raises. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those, mm-hmm. must, those must have come back into fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely enjoy wine. Like I was thinking for a while of changing this podcast to just like wine with me podcast. But I, I think you should. If, but if I record three episodes a week, you know what I mean. We're gonna we're gonna develop a we're gonna I mean, develop a problem. You see, they pack a few people just to stick with you, so then everyone's the same, and it's like the norm. Yeah, yeah. So the the film that you were doing, were you were you able to fit? Like, was that scheduled to finish when it finished, or did you have to just like wrap it up and get out of there? Um, no, that's scheduled to finish. There was a few more days, I think, after I I finished with the other actors, but they got it done and everything. So, um, luckily enough. What is the? Can you tell me like a bit about the film, or is it is it? Yeah, they just um, have to kill you if I tell you. They just released it, um, or released not released the film, released um, the the promo for it. It's called Redeeming Love. It's an adaptation of a book, and it's set in the late eighteen hundreds in America during the Gold Rush. And I play a prostitute. So. Oh, nice! <laughs> Do you know actually when I got the part, I was telling um, my friends and stuff. I was like, I'm playing a prostitute, and they were like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This sort of crack, and I was like, "Thanks." Shows up with every scene with three bottles of wine, red, Just red, there, like, rose. <laughs> hey, boys. Did you, do, did you have to do? Did you have to do? Were you doing an American accent in it? No, they wanted a dairy accent, my normal accent. Um, oh, they because I done the audition with two with, with the American one and then a, a dairy audition. And because of the sort of range of people there, I think they wanted to keep me Irish because it's somebody from just know different parts of the world and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So just to round it off and obviously it's such a naturally beautiful accent and so easy to understand sure you know i so, i don't i don't know if i told you this we, we we met about two years ago doing a um a bbc show very briefly but i don't know if i told you this at the time maybe i was too embarrassed to tell you this but speaking of like accents and, and working working on productions uh-huh. i i auditioned for De- for the first series of dairy girls i think you did tell me this and did i you? had to do a dairy accent and up until I got to the place to do the audition. I was killing it. You know, if I'd if I'd a walk around, if I'd a walk around the Richmond Centre, people mm. would and just said hello to people. They'd been like, "That man is from Derry. Why have we never mm. seen him before?" Got to the place, started talking far more South African than it was. <laughs> it, I absolutely butchered it. I, I eventually mm. got it being somewhere okay, but I think when it like I I feel like I can do any accent, but when it comes to like somebody going you know one-on-one like we're recording with the cameras I just, uh, I just it's nerves as well isn't it it's, just, it's proper yeah. nerves it's it's I I done an audition years and years ago as well um in London and I was so nervous I was I just have a big problem with nerves anyway but um I offered to do a different accent like I offered it because I was like nailed it got this my part and they went go ahead and more people came into the room and I was like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> And then I was trying to do like a, like a Cockney accent and it went really, really Australian, <laughs> South african oh, yeah. And you could see, you know when you can like, you can sense someone going, 
Yeah. And you're like, oh, I've, just, I've wrecked it. And then I walked out and I was like, no, I have double wrecked it because I offered to do the shit accent. Like yeah. I offered to be shit it's on camera. It's your fault. It's <laughs> I was like, fault. thanks. But you should have just added to the character's backstory, even though it didn't need it, and just been like, oh, no, no, she had spent time in Australia for... Australia, six- South Africa, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, for yeah. a while. It's really complicated. She can't really talk about it at the moment. It's like... Is that is that the worst is that the worst audition experience you've ever had? No, my worst audition experience... Um, but the thing is, I didn't go to drama school or anything. So I was winging a lot of this at the very start. You know, I do come from a very working class background, which I'm very proud of. But there is sort of... Um, avenues you just have to sort of figure out yourself yeah and i had i had like a few different types of different agents some were struck off or terrible like just it was a just a nightmare at the start I think I know one, there was two so oh. uh, <laughs> i know nightmare thankfully i've got amazing agents now i'm, I'm delighted but um yeah so i was sort of I, I, don't, I feel like i didn't have the, the right people to give me advice and saying this is definitely worth going or try this or you know you have that support system which is really important doing this job you'll know yourself and just having someone to call and say is this worth doing or blah 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 so I was living in Manchester at the time and I had to get the bus down to, to London which is five and a half hours because I was a bit skint so it was like Megabus? Megabus I think it was a Megabus whatever no it was a coach got fancy oh uh, I know and I thought I'd treat myself to the coach um, <laughs> but down there I was really nervous obviously just and they, ha- they had me prepare um, an English accent like a posh London accent that was fine, nailed it, joined the bus, got in there, and um, they handed me the size, like, no, I've got everything's fine. They were like, actually, there's been a bit of a change. We need you to do your own accent. And I was like, all right, okay. And I was like, oh, that's fine. She's actually, can you do a West Country accent? And I was like, um, sort of. And she's like, okay. And they said, can you do a mix of the two? And I was like, Irish West Country? Um, that doesn't exist. It's not a thing. But of course, a young actress is like, yes, of course I can do it. I was born to do it. And then I'm there like, oh, trying to... so you get into the audition. I was doing it. There was a, the ca- this assistant was there with the camera and the girl who was casting was there. And I'm sure they were very lovely people. But um, I obviously was doing a terrible job because the only thing I was focusing on was the, this weird alien accent. And I was doing the audition and then she, her phone rings in the middle and she gets up and walks out. She answers it. She's like, hi, babe. Yeah. And just walks out. And I was like, <laughs> my heart and the guy behind the camera goes keep going I was oh, like, no. oh. <laughs> they might as well just went you're shit can we just stop just get out you know and um, then it was a five and a half hour trap back yeah i i think you're right about whenever you first like and i'm i'm probably still at the stage where it's like you know figuring a lot of a lot of things mm-hmm. out for myself but I remember whenever I was 18, me and my mate, and I'd done like no acting at this point. I still haven't done that much, but I hadn't done any. And me and my mate got the bus to London from Belfast, you know, like the ferry Jesus. and then the bus to audition for Skins. Remember Skins? was on Chelsea? I love that. I, I, that's right. So you go over, they put you into like groups of eight. Basically, everybody is from England and most people are like acting school trained, um, yes. which, which I'm also like if you can tell if you've seen me in anything i'm not so shut up they go, <laughs> <I'm the same. laughs> they go uh they go right we're gonna put you in the groups of like eight so i feel like everyone knows each other nobody can understand my accent as well it's one of those mm. things where i feel a bit left out i'm also like a wee bit older than everyone i'm 18 everyone's maybe like 16 17 anyway during this scene they go okay guys it's a house party and do you remember the Claxons, the band, the Claxons, the yeah. Golden Scans? They turn that up, and everybody, there's about two hundred people in the room, and they're you're watching everyone else audition. They turn it up and go, "All right, guys, really get involved in the music." 
I I don't I don't I don't dance right. Well, like, like I that. I do. If they'd have told me to prepare a choreographed routine, I would have blown them all away. But yeah. it I ended up doing like very like dad dancing <laughs> was just, as an eighteen year old. And yeah. the worst thing is being halfway halfway through a bad audition and knowing that you've got to get a bus twenty one hours back to Belfast. <laughs> It's just such a, but we had a, like, we had a good time on the trip because we, Aye. me and my mate enjoyed how shit our additions were, mm. but like, yeah, oh, I've done some really, I've done some really, really bad ones. I mean, Aye. but yeah, I would have gone in for <clears throat> anything and I think you're right. You need, anything. you need people to go, look, what is it you actually want to do? And then yes. push it towards that. Or can you even do this accent or they might throw something else at you or blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. I had no one really to ring and go, they've met, like they've changed the accent or there was, apparently there was an issue with the, the sending out the, um, the casting notes or whatever it was. But there's nobody to ring. They were just like, yeah, just, just do it. And obviously spend five and a half hours in the bus. I'm going to go in yeah. for the world's worst audition, mostly on my part and then back. I mean, everybody lies like on their on their acting CVs. That I mean, every actor in the world every can horse CV. ride. Everyone can horse ride. I, I I've definitely put myself forward as like a fencer, like stage fighting. fighting. Yep, that's what I want. Anything. I mean, Do I don't know? know what I would be cast in for fighting, <laughs> but I've done some real bad ones. I auditioned for this sci-fi thing in Belfast mm-hmm. twelve times. Like they kept. Right. I was seeing that as a compliment that's like they keep getting me back they must want me and then my mate dave was like no they've had you in 12 times and you haven't got it like there's no there's nothing good it. about this yeah 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 love yourself more and, and i was it. like i'm never going back and they were like look we need like space guard four i went i'm your man zippers let me really quickly interrupt the podcast just to bring you our quick charity message for this week We normally have a sponsor for the podcast, but with lockdown, it's obviously a really bad time for that sort of thing. We don't have sponsors at the minute. Uh, It's a tough time for businesses, but it's also a real tough time for charities and fundraising. So we thought we'd give a platform to a different cause every week. Last week in the podcast, I mentioned that I'd gone to the hospital to get my regular infusion for having Crohn's disease to get my medication. And I was up in the Royal, met some brilliant nurses and doctors in there. One of those... uh, Brilliant people has emailed me for this week's charity appeal, which is brilliant. This comes from uh, Lisa, who was working on reception when I went to hospital at the time. She is um, a volunteer for Extern, which is a, a, a charity. Um, very quick bit of info about them. They support people who are homeless, people living with mental health issues, and young people and families with difficult challenges to help them begin to change their lives. You can go on their website, which is extern.org, to find out way more about what they do. Um, they've got a coronavirus hardship appeal, which is easy for me to say, uh, on extern.org, and they were wondering if I could include it in one of our podcasts. Well, we've just done that. They are um, trying to use, uh, raise funds to support people who are homeless and offer them basic uh, basic things so that they can stay in, uh, like phones, so that they can stay in touch uh, with families and help to provide food hampers and electric or heating for vulnerable individuals and family. Lisa, cheers for that. Extern.org. Um, if you want to head over there, have a look. If you're in a position to uh, make a small donation, I'm sure they would really appreciate that. Back to the pod with Jimmy Leo Don. So what, what what else are you what else are you like working on? Did you did you do much stuff before lockdown that's maybe like in production or? Um, well, the movie um, and before that, I had to take a wee bit of time off. I wasn't well for a while. I was a wee bit sick, so because um, I was doing a play in Dublin and then uh, I took sick down there, so I was off for ages last year. So I had to turn some stuff down and and just sort of take a bit of time for myself to get better. It's a very long depressing story, so we'll not get into it now. Okay. Um, 
it's very depressing. But well, as, long as, as long as you're feeling better now, but I am thankfully. See what you're saying about like um you know like you need to take a bit of time off and stuff. Did you from this is just outside in kind of thing? But once Dairy Girls kind of started, have you just been like on the go since then? Was that kind of like boom? um, it was a bit of both. I think after it came out initially, I think all of us found it um. We assumed it would be right away. And I think it was sort of different times for for all of us. And I think there was actually another actress was telling us, you know, was saying, you know, don't be disheartened if it's not straight away because these are such big characters and it's going to take people a bit of time just to see slightly separately and to see in different roles and things like that, which is which sort of um, is fair enough. But um, thankfully, everybody's been busy and everyone's doing bits and pieces. And uh, we were due to film the third season um, today. No, ah. no, next week, next week. Ah, okay. But um, that's obviously been put off. But um, yeah, we were all really busy enough, thankfully, doing all di- all sorts of things and different bits and pieces. So, what what ki- what kind of thing is it you you do? Is is there something like you do want to do? Is there something like you're working towards, or or a certain type of role where you're like, yeah, this is this is what this is what I really want to do. Um, I think I really want to. I really would love to do some sort of kitchen sink drama, some real sort of gritty drama stuff. I, I do think. Um, because for years when I done like theatre and things like that, it was always drama. I never really did a lot of comedy. I just was naturally sarcastic in the house and just being told to shut up. So I was like, well, that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So you just kind of you put that in the back burner. Um, and now obviously after Derry Girls, I'm getting a lot of um, comedy auditions, which I appreciate as well. But I think I would love just to really get stuck into some proper, proper drama as well. Just, just especially on the level of Derry Girls, that would be a dream. So. Um, and thankfully, I've got uh, just signed with an agency in LA and a management company in LA. So Class. when this is all over, I'm probably going to head out there for a wee while and see what the crack is. I couldn't. I, I mean, yeah, like I I first knew about you from from Derry Girls, and the I couldn't believe you said you 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 have like with auditions and stuff, you have a confidence problem because I guess if I think of you as that character, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like supreme confidence, but. Then you have to realize that yeah, I guess that 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 mm. is a that is a character. Um, yeah. When when you is it weird doing Derry Girls, but and and also being from Derry? Like, are you the only main cast member actually from Derry? Uh, so you're just from Derry. Who plays Erin? She's right. from Derry as well. <clears throat> um, it's at the start it was very surreal because I think growing up and and having this accent and being from here and wanting to be an actor you're like we're constantly told to get rid of our accent or soften it or you know just always like you know even if you're good you know that accent might hold you back or blah blah blah. so I, I, I was always told things like that so then for the show to be so successful and to be from here and have this accent it, it was really overwhelming at the start it was brilliant and it was brilliant but it was very like it, it was just mad it was a mad sort of um a mad feeling, like what me and Sarah both said, you know, people trying to do our accents to us now. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is so weird. Usually, it's you know, it's the other way around or whatever. But it's 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 brilliant. Was it a wee bit suffocating in a way the the quick success of Derry Girls and the fact that you were still living in Derry? Like I can tell you, you like mm. you, lo- you love being from Derry, love the city. But I imagine for the other cast members, you know, going away and then and then coming back must be great. Mm. But but you're kind of always in it, so like I'm sure you get like so Aye. many people sort of coming up to you and and i and will kind of i think um it's it is it is overwhelming it can be overwhelming it can be especially at the start it was really intimidating um because everybody thinks they're meeting michelle so they think they're meeting this mad 16 year old that's going to yeah. start a conversation about fingering and <laughs> shots and all sorts yeah. so whenever they meet me i think there's a, a few people have been about like they're sort of waiting for michelle to come out and i'm like hello and they're like 
oh, this is what disappointing. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those things. And I can understand why people think that. People love the character and I'm, I'm really delighted with that. But um, it, it can be overwhelming sometimes, especially if I'm with um, my family and friends uh, or my, my uh, boyfriend and we're out. People sometimes can just plant themselves beside, you know, in a restaurant or something. And they're not forgetting up. They're just yes. want to have a, they're really excited and they want to have a chat and they're sitting for the chat and you're a bit like, uh, do you know what I mean? So things like that, I think people get, obviously there's a lot of people who are really nice, but there's people who get really excited as well and, and, um, and do things like that where it's about. Like having a, having a mural in your own city dedicated to you must be a bit mad. Has the, mad. the novelty of that worn off at all? Like do you ever sometimes go past that and not look at it? I try not to go past it because do you know in case what I mean? people think you're you're hanging about at it i'm just like oh. So this, oh wow how weird i'm just down here but um i did actually whenever i see whenever the first one of the first times i saw i saw it my sister was driving and it was at night and i came out and um i just came back from dublin got to the car and i got a couple of pictures and we went to get back in these people were coming down to get pictures beside it and as we were driving i felt bad i should have stopped and, and, and got out but i was driving away and they were like <gasps> as i was driving i was like oh they just they just saw i should have got out but they were we were way on the car but um but it is mad uh i walked past it there was one time a few months back um and my friend's son jacks by the hand and he's four and I, we were like just run past quickly because you know we don't want to cause any any baller and he went jimmery jimmery are she really loud and i was like Shh, <laughs> on the way past so don't take children by it <laughs> yeah um was the first thing you'd done on tv was six degrees Six degrees, yeah. So mm -hmm. I I remember loads of people talking about six degrees whenever I was younger because I was probably the, well around the same age as the characters in it. But I think at that age, I probably wasn't watching a lot of television the way the, mm -hmm. the way I would now. And obviously, it was kind of before social media. So six degrees was this like everybody my age and like a bit younger knows six degrees, but it totally like. Like only now do I see bits of it and recognize so many people, you know, I'm Aye. like, I know that person and I didn't know that person was in it. That must've been really fun. Like what age would you have been when that started? I was, I think I was 23, 23. Okay. I, so um, it was quite a while ago, but that, that was brilliant. That was my first ever experience of, um, of TV. And I remember one of my very first days on set and the way it was all set up and the camera was here and it was my turn. It was my lines. So they were um, get my shot. So I was walking, but I was walking kind of facing the camera. It's something behind me. Like I was on stage and they were like, sorry, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah. well, just because the camera's in. They were like, we'll just move the camera. And I was like, oh, well, you what? It's yeah. like, uh. was, uh, the only thing I'd done before that was theater. So it was a great experience. Great experience. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that must be so much fun, like a, a being your first thing, because you're also working with people your own age as mm. well. Um, there was, do you ever remember a thing called Shacked, which was like an Irish yes. language thing? Yes, so Killian was in that, wasn't he? Killian, who played Connor in Six Degrees, I think. Is it T.G. Cahar? Yeah, yeah, it was on T.G. Cahar and filmed in Belfast, and they yeah. put out a call for extras. Me and my mate went down in our college. They put it out, so we went down. And I was in the background of it, and someone said, "Guys, we need someone to do a couple of lines. Does anyone speak Irish?" And I was so tempted to be like, "Yes." Yeah. Again, <laughs> That's one of go, yes. again with fencing and horse riding. Yeah. Do not know the language. Was fully prepared to try and be fluent <laughs> in the six minutes it took to set up the shot. But I'm I'm really glad I didn't. You said that you're um, earlier on. You said that you're like you're you're writing some stuff, but just mm. like at a slow pace, which is I think what everybody is doing. Like. 
I have so many great ideas in my head that yeah. are very slowly going down, going down on paper. Have you been writing for like for a long time, or is this something that I've always written and I've always done bits and pieces, um, and I really enjoy it. Um, but recently, I've sort of I don't know. You just sort of doubt yourself, don't you? Especially, I'm so lucky that I have the platform of Jerry Girls and and the agents and stuff I have. They're really supportive people, and they're they're really keen to be like, as soon as you get something, we'll try and work on this and blah blah blah, and get other people involved. And I remember hearing that it was a few months back, and I just panicked and was like, oh. And then you realize you're like, oh my god, everything I've done is shit. Oh my god. And then you just <laughs> yeah, sort of have that. It's like that sort of learning Irish in six minutes thing. You're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Why did I say I would do it? So um, finally getting rid of all that self-doubt and everything, um, I've started to focus ideas and it's not because I have a, I be a big sort of, I write bits down, like be pieces of dialogue, pieces of character, do, do, do. So when I've got these notepads after notepads full of just, it just sort of looks like somebody's just had a meltdown and well, they're that, just getting, well, you know what I mean? That's that's probably the same process as stand-up writing. You know, it's, right. it's just it's just like bits and pieces, notes on a phone when they come into yeah. your head. Like some like I always write down notes on my phone, and then by the time I go to write them down, I like two days later, I'm like, "What on earth does this mean? What's yeah, alien? Like, ba- what's funny. alien baby bowling ball? You know what is that?" <laughs> um, but uh, but I think that's nearly the best way to write stuff because you're you're not fortunate. You know, you're just writing down uh, at your own pace. And I think if I sat down at a laptop and was like, "I'm going to start mm-hmm. this script," um, I, w- I would just be fortunate too much. I mean, I probably uh, should. Like, cause there's, there's probably no some sort of structure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do right at some point, but, but, uh, it's, I, I don't know, like at the start of lockdown, I was all like, I'm going to churn out five pages of script a I day. Really that's, that's the minimum. But, mm. uh, but like, like I reward myself too easily, you know, totally just for having the idea to break <laughs> off, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Like when like, good, glass of wine yeah when the good weather thought. when the good weather comes out i'm getting nothing done like no. i'm getting nothing done but a, but a sweet tan like that's the only thing that's the only thing that's happening when you when you write do you write with yourself in mind like do you write things that you see yourself being in i do sometimes um but i wouldn't write i wouldn't let that limit what i'm writing if i was writing and the character was developing which is actually happening at the moment obviously I give myself the main part but as i'm, I'm writing it turns out that that person actually isn't that interesting. And I'm like, oh, okay, just food for thought there for me. Yeah, but that's yeah. not the most interesting of the characters, I think. And as you're, as I say, like you're doing your character development and you're sort of bringing these new people and new aspects and you're really filling them out as people, you realize that it it doesn't matter if I'm on it or not because it's not, you can't, for me, you, know, you can't go into it with an ego thinking, I mean, you go into it with an ego, but it doesn't work out that way usually. And if you go on thinking, I'm just going to put like a dance number on here and get someone to teach me hip hop. I'm going to just clarinet solo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you start that, you're just going to end up with the biggest piece of shit that no one's going to want to, want to watch yeah. or something Oscar winning. You know what I mean? I, I, I struggle to, <laughs> I love the idea of just look, don't write it for yourself. Even if you're like an actor, don't write for yourself. Like I really struggle to go. What if, what if I wasn't in this, you know, like ever pitch yeah. an idea to someone and they're like, what if they went with someone else? Would that be a problem? Like, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I, it would be a problem. Yeah, you're like, we're not doing it. You just t- t- like taking your ball back. No. Yeah, they're like, That's I'm it. like, why am I not getting this rule? They're like, well, it's it's a film about LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. And <laughs> like, I go, no, guys, I'm perfect for the role. I can play basketball and also be six yeah. foot seven. You know. Yeah. And um, chat to me then about about the off the back of Dairy Girls. Um, I I noticed so much like so much fan stuff around it. So many people feeling like um, they they know the character. You talk about people thinking they know the character. Mm-hmm. 
just the amount of like fan account. I was just having a wee look through Twitter before we started recording. Mm. Fan <laughs> accounts, all that sort of thing. Like I noticed that when I did the episode a couple of weeks ago with Jamie Dornan, Jamie Dornan Brazil fans page. Yeah. Uh, these people met, you know, when he's on the podcast, people are messaging me being like, can you get me access to him? I'm like, he's not a five side pitch. <laughs> But and I'm also like yeah, for eighty quid for sure. Um, yeah. But but that must be scary in a way when when people feel they know you and with social media and stuff. I imagine it, it's great because you see how many people just love the show, love your mm-hmm. character. But um, does has there been any like without any way getting personal? But has there been any like weird experiences? Like have you ever just been like I need to delete Twitter or anything like that? Um. There has been a couple of odd ones. I mean, to be fair, it's mostly people, you know, saying um, we're big fans and we've a lot of people draw us. There's a lot of fan art, a lot of people who follow Dare Follow. I don't know if this happens in other shows, but the Dare Gear fans are very artistic and very creative, which is lovely to see. I don't think I, don't I look at I'd have the ego for it. I wouldn't know. I don't want to be drawn. But do you know what, though? But even ones like that, I just think, like, you've got off your arse and went and drew that because you feel really passionate about our show and passionate about us as people, and I think that's amazing. Even if some of it makes you look a bit strange, so, like, that's amazing. That I, I would never draw anybody. I couldn't be arsed. Like, do you, I don't care that enough about anybody, I don't think, which probably makes me feel a bit sad. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But it's so amazing, the artwork, and people take loads of time, and, and they send it to us and stuff like that, and it's always great to see, and there's so much of it. Um... But there has been a couple of odd ones. Uh, there was a guy who kept messaging me and Dylan specifically, um, asking for pictures of her feet, and he'd pay us. Oh, I, I, so last week, like, how last, much? Why is this right? There's a market for this, and I'm just letting anybody know watching. Yeah, I, I give me a shout because I have I have feet that I'm willing to I'm willing to take Fair pictures enough. of. Yeah. I had um last week on the podcast Liam McCourt, who's an MMA fighter from Belfast, and kind of had the same question you know what about like social media like what about weird fellas on social mm. media she said the number one thing she gets is fellas saying any pictures of your feet what is this a, is this a new thing do you know what it's i, I don't think it is it mustn't be a new thing but it was very, it was very weird to us that it was just specifically me and dylan like was it was a cousin thing that they want like family feet well <laughs> you know tv family feet and um but it's you know how much like what are we don't don't start coming up with that. like what like are we talking? Feet, also feet they're like feet are stick feet are like they are sinking and also yeah like what's the price like don't say what, like what would your price be? Honest like what do I need to do? And by the way, can I just take one picture and use that for different people, or does it have to be like they might be like they might want them flexed. <laughs> Specific. to flex my feet <laughs> um, well you don't know who these people might want to want get creative want to get creative and okay um i would be honestly i'd be willing to like take a picture of my feet send it to like a middle-aged guy in asia or wherever not a problem um 50 quid 50 quid 50 quid yeah oh i'd be going well up but here's the thing Definitely. i think if you if you really had a high price yes you're gonna get like some people look in the pictures but i'm mm. gonna do way more pe- i'm gonna do that's I'm, it i'm quantity over quality you know what I, mean? like see, I think i would give a ridiculously high price um and then see if they go for it because you might as well just shoot for the stars because people that are anti really specific fetishes i assume have a lot of money because i can't imagine stuff's cheap like that my mate i would assume my mate uh is does stuff on on like uh, comedy stuff online right um and about 
10 years ago, maybe a wee bit less, this guy messaged my mate. My mate was putting up a series of wee videos and this guy messaged my mate, the guy in Belfast, and he said, I would love to buy. He started off with a bit of like chat at the start and then the guy went, listen, mate, there's no easy way to say this. I'd be really interested in buying a pair of your boxers. And my mate sort of laughed and the guy went, no, seriously, mate, I'll meet you in Belfast to get them off you. I'm willing to pay a good price. And I swear, I think this guy paid like 200 quid. And my mate, like, he he did it. Why wouldn't he? And then he's like, in the wash anyway. No. and, And then he goes, about a, about a day later he texts me and my other friend and he goes the guy's on to me he wants me to do like naked videos and i was like oh shocker he came back for more like you're not just gonna leave it at that no, if no. that's what you get and uh, what's what's like so you're like say your inbox at the minute what's the number one message what's what's like the most common message that you you get um it's probably it's my sister's birthday or my granny's birthday can you send a video it's probably the one of the or i get a lot of um a lot of random, you know, the random ones, people going, hey, you're hot. I like your eyes. I like the way they see. <laughs> I actually had that. I like your eyes. I like the way they see. How I'm assuming know? that was his accent. You know, I'm like, oh, thanks. Only you know how your eyes see, you know. But... They see great. It's fine. He's right. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, the idea of art, like I like it because if mm-hmm. I, would li- I would like to be drawn really well, like, like, um, <laughs> Kate Winslet and Titanic, like really, really. Yeah, you're like well. perfect or fuck off. That's yeah, it. because I'm scarred. I remember going Tenerife whenever I was about eight, <laughs> and this the character, you know, the guys that draw you on mm. the street. This this guy drew me, and he really fucking he really crushed me as a child. Like he, <laughs> he, he exaggerated every feature I have. Yeah. Uh, oh fuck that guy! Still really, really pissed off about that. Um, so you've just done the film in South Africa. The trailer for that's come out. Mm-hmm. Um, what? I was going to say, do you know what like the next like year looks like? Is it a case of like no one knows at the minute? Um, I think no one on? knows. Um, I think it's just going to, it's just a play it by year. There was stuff that was on the cards that I don't know if it is anymore because I would assume, now I have no way of knowing this, but I would assume priority would be the things that are have been missed schedule-wise yeah. and things that have been cancelled and maybe things that are ongoing series or ongoing Emmerdale. movies and things like that. Emmerdale, straight away, things like that. I would assume, I don't, I don't know. You know, I write a bit. If you're looking for projects post-lockdown, mm-hmm. like, would you consider, for example, this just off the top of my head, would you consider Space Detectives? Space Detectives? Yeah. Do you have to get my feet out? Because it's going to be really expensive for you if I do. No, because you're, go- you're, you're kind of going to be in a space suit. Um, space right. Detectives would be um, you in space. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it's the first time I'll go, I see myself being in it. But if, okay. if it was the difference between a commission or not from like Netflix, I'll let someone else play the part. But you're going to have just to like, we don't know what's in space. We don't know if there's crimes going on up there. There, there should be. Get the space detectives on it. So Right. I mean, I mean it's, I, a, it's a solid idea. I mainly have, it's mainly the title at the minute that I'm, I, I like, but I, I don't really have the thing yet. But, um, or underwater cricket, would you be? I would be more inclined to do the space, space detectives. detectives just can cause I put you down for space detectives? Put me down for the lead or nothing. Lead or yeah, you can keep, F off. Yeah. It's yeah, how yeah. it's how I'm gonna approach this. And if yeah. you want fate, you're we're gonna have to have a different conversation. It's gonna be very expensive. Yeah. I mean, do you think I should just like start putting pictures on my feet up to just like really like just speed the process along? Because no, I don't know I how think... long it's gonna wait for me to be like a, a star on like TV or film or whatever. This is it. I think what you should do is put up a toe or two. Don't give away the farm. Do you know what I mean? Definitely not my baby toe. It real. That, I, I, 
I if it's gross, put, don't do that. Oh, it's so bad. Like every other tool I have is spot on. Like spot on. Yeah. Not to, by the way, some people will be loving this chat. Some people are oh like, my God. Yes, keep, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> all my toes are fine, right? And I don't want yeah. this to put people off. All my toes are fine, apart from my baby toe, which is kind of like leaning in to listen to what the rest of the <laughs> people are talking about. Like it's not good. It's just better on your shoes for years. Like you've wore the wrong side of shoes since yeah. school. But the thing is, that's like the niche that could be your thing. That's your that's your calling card. That's your trademark. They're like, well, that's Shane Todd's feet. I know because yeah, look well, at the weirdest to us. No, I mean you're starting to. That's you're basically calling me a freak. Is what is what you're doing at the minute? But, but I could also like be that. your ma- I could be your manager. I feel like that's yeah. what's happening. I'm going to get you absolutely loads of dough. Are we dodgy feet? Because my feet, are, <laughs> my feet are just are small and sort of stumpy. My I've got stumpy toes. Do you know right. what I mean? I, mean, I see- don't think we put that on the ad for your pictures. Nice. Short and yeah. stumpy. Short and stumpy. I think that's that just describes me just in general. But um I think go with the feet thing. Don't give away the farm right away. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Get the No, um, I'll give the, for for eighty quid. They get the they get the whole they ranch. Get the farm. They get they the get whole ranch. The everything. <laughs> All right, that's definitely weird. Um yeah. Weird well, and important. Weird, weird, and I mean, if I don't, if I get known for anything, if it's my fate that gets me in the door, yes, that's great, great story, great origin story. That's all. That's all that matters. I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of. That's what. This is why it was difficult for me to let you know what kind of things I'm going to ask you on the on the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna. This is my final question. What's your most hated question? What's the stock question people ask in interviews, and you're like, I just can't. I can't answer this anymore. Um. There was a, to be fair, after Derek Gage comes out, there's like a stock five or six that you're asked in every single interview. And I ended up, it was almost like, you'd be like robotic mode. I'm just answering. And then I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth. But one of them is always um, so, something along the lines of like, whose career do you really want to emulate? Or what sort of, you know, who is really successful now that you want to be? And you're like, I always want to be like, I just want to be the first me. But you don't want to sound like an absolute twat all. I just want to be me. But that's true. Yep. Like, there's a lot of careers I think are brilliant. And I would be lucky to have them. But you sort of want to pave your own way and do your own thing. And, and also, I think you don't want to set yourself up for failure in any way. Do you know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Because you take the opportunities as they come. But that's one that I always get asked. I never know how to answer it. I never have somebody in mind that can go, bang. Maybe I should just think about it more. What about um, Julia Roberts? Great career. I'll take that. No problem. There's, but that's a the thing. There's about a million of them. I'll just be like, yeah, that's great. I'll do that. Yeah. Do you know who I'd like to be is um, a bit niche, this one, but Andy Peters. <laughs> My man, the... Andy Peters, on Good Morning Britain every morning, just doing the... All he does is the competition. Um, he's, he's, he's round the way. He, oh, aye. He, he don't, did he do Blue Peter? He did Blue Peter, and I think he might have done... Live and kicking, maybe. Live, do you know what else he does? I think he does the voiceover stuff for whenever you're flying with Emirates. You know the wee in-flight TV? He yeah. does the voice for that. Andy I, remember, I was coming back to the Africa and I was like, I'm sure I know that voice. I mean, the Emirate, like the Emirate family or like that own the, the, the Emiratis, like they are, I don't know if that's the Emiratis is, is, is a proper term, right? It is, but it's fine. The royal family of the Emirates, I don't know if they're royal, right? But essentially, the, the lads that own it, let's call them that, they yeah. are like they're one of the richest groups of people in the world. I just, I mean, I'm not slagging any beers off. Like, as I say, I want to be him. But I just think it's weird that they would go, we need a, we need a real voice that people are going to know here. I need a real guy, the people, who can we? Do we get Morgan Freeman? No. 
Let's get my man Andy Peters. <laughs> I would I would love to be Andy Peters. Um, he's 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 great. What what about okay space detectives? Mm-hmm. You and Andy Peters, the leads. I just I'll I'll play like fifth lead or sixth lead or whatever. Are you worried it's going to be too sexy though? You know what I'm saying? With you and Me, Andy, Peters. Andy Peters. I'm going to say this. Andy Peters is in ph- phenomenal shape. You're not going to believe me, so I'll show you. Uh, by the way, I don't have it saved or whatever. Yeah, you I'm do. Gonna it's have just, to, I'm gonna it's have just to green Google saver. It. It's fine. But I'm just going to show you. You're um, like, boop, boop, boop. You're oh, pro- Googling. <laughs> you probably get this in uh, interviews all the time. People, people showing you Andy Peters' physique. But Andy Peters is absolutely ripped. Like, the man is in serious shape. Would I, would I Google Andy Peters' body? Yeah. Why not? Okay, I swear you're not going to believe this, right? Let's go. Let's see it. <laughs> what do you think of that? Well, well, yeah. well. Mother may I? Speaking of competitions, if the competition's for the, for the sexiest guy on earth, Andy Peters has just won it. Fair play. I see why you want to be him. I want to be him now after that. Space Detectives, you, me, Andy Peters. Peters. Has and top off, my socks off. Boom. Yeah. And, uh, and just my freak face. Just you in the background, do, speaking Irish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Just Irish accent. That's what. That's all I was going to do. If I got yeah. Just that. Yeah, I know three words. Thank you very much for uh, doing the podcast. Jimmy, really appreciate it. Um, Thanks I very think much you for having give, me. Give Green Tea another chance. Um, but Let's slowly just... but surely, I think you just went. I think you just sold the farm. You just went there way. Rubbed the hole straight on it. You did. You did. Cheers. Thank you so much for uh, for doing the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Dippers there, we'll have it. The Tea With Me podcast episode with Jamie Lee O'Donnell. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. We, we've been we've been lucky to have such brilliant guests on the on the podcast. Um, that's another one, and uh, I appreciate every every guest that comes on and gives up their time. Um, it, it's it's really appreciated. I I enjoyed that episode. Loved talking to Jamie Lee. Hopefully, she'll be up for doing the podcast again at some point because uh, I think the Sippers will will have enjoyed that one. If you did enjoy the podcast, you want to subscribe on the likes of Apple Podcasts, that would be great. That really helps us shoot up those charts. You know, we hit the uh, top 40 in the in the Apple Podcast charts, which is, which is incredible because still a fairly new podcast. So uh, all, all the love that you give it is, um, is really, really appreciated. I am excited to do these episodes every couple of days. I think every couple of days. I think you can tell that. You know, I, I get a wee bit giddy when I do these and... Uh, and it's just like chatting to friends, you know, it, it really is, even when I'm doing the solo episodes. Solo episode on Friday, uh, as always, just me talking nonsense, um, and then on Monday, the Patreon episode, patreon.com slash podcast. that's how you can support the podcast, you sign up for that, you get some nice benefits, and, uh, and you also get uh, a whole bonus episode on a Monday with me and producer Dan. This week, we are talking about stand-up, so... Dan, we're kind of turning the tables a bit and the hunter is becoming the hunted uh producer dan's kind of interviewing me a wee bit about stand up and and you know with 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 del deep with del deep i think it was it was a it was a good episode thank you very much for listening or watching thanks to jamie lee for doing that what a what a star absolutely brilliant great person to talk to um i have no doubt that anything she does will be will be brilliant and it'd be really cool to see um see how how the writing goes as well you know as someone who uh likes to write comedy and you know things for tv or film and that's something i'm getting more into and i really have to get the finger out and do more in lockdown um 
it'd be great to see her writing. So so hopefully we can hopefully we can all have stuff that we write turn into turn into actual things. That'd be great. But uh, yeah, Jamie Lee, absolutely absolutely brilliant support, and um, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. See you on Friday for the solo episode. Wednesday we'll be back with another guest. I actually don't know who it is. I do know who it is. I do know who it is, and uh, and yeah, it'll be good. Cheers. Thank you very much, Sippers. Keep drinking tea. Keep supporting the podcast. Sip, sip.